Welcome, this is the Change Creator Podcast. What's going on, everybody? This is your host, Adam Forrest. Welcome back to the Change Creator Podcast show. Last week, we spoke with Michelle Evans, who is a funnel marketing expert. She used to work at Microsoft, and she's done work with people like LinkedIn, and she consults with all kinds of companies now, building powerful funnel marketing systems. She shares a lot of her insights and secrets, not only on how she went from corporate to solo entrepreneur, but about her marketing, about building these funnels, things that you need to know. This is essential. So guys, check that out. Start automating your business. Become more efficient. Um, Today, we're going to be talking to Chrissy Lamb, and she is the founder of the Love Is Project. And man, this thing is taking off like wildfire. We love what it stands for and we love the story behind it. And we're going to dig into that. So we're going to let Chrissy talk to you about that. But they have had some incredible success. She was just featured in Oprah Magazine. Um, you know, they've worked with um, American Eagle and they're spreading around the world and doing this incredible work with these artisan made uh, bracelets and getting insights from people about uh, what love means to them. So, you know, we're going to let her dig into this and share some really powerful insights, but I believe they're working with over uh, 1,200 artisans around the world making these beautiful pieces. Um, it's an exciting project, so uh, there's a lot we can learn from her experience, and we're going to talk to her in just a minute. So the other news is we um, are about ready to get the next magazine live, guys. February 15th, we're going to have impact investor Joel Solomon from Renewal Fund's on the cover of the magazine for an incredible feature story. Uh, he's also the author of The Clean uh, Money Revolution, and it is such a good book. We're gonna be giving away 10 copies uh, for The Clean Money Revolution, so keep an eye out, guys. We're gonna be uh, sh- shooting off some emails to our, our uh, uh, tribe here and giving the opportunity to win one of those books and some kind of giveaway. We haven't, we haven't actually decided exactly how we're gonna distribute those yet, uh, but we'll start announcing it soon. Lastly, don't forget, guys, you've got to get out to these conferences this year. We did release the event guide, the 2019 event guide in the Change Creator app. You can access access this at any time. Um, You don't even need to be a subscriber. We want people to have access. We want people getting out to the right conferences to build their businesses. Uh, One conference we will be at upcoming in April is the Buy Good, Feel Good Expo. We are actually the official sponsors. We love what they're doing. This is a great opportunity, guys, to uh, connect with the conscious business community of manufacturers, distributors, entrepreneurs, consumers. Um, This is in Toronto, uh, April 12 to 14, and it would be really exciting to see some of you out there, so let us know if you're gonna make it. Um, We did a quick little video last week, too, about how Kind Karma launched their brand there and had great success, so um, powerful stuff, uh, really great people, great conference, so something to check out, guys, the Buy Good, Feel Good Expo in Toronto this April. All right, guys, let's dive into this conversation with Chrissy and get it going. I know you're going to dig this. Hey, Chrissy, welcome to the Change Creator Podcast show. How are you doing today? I'm great, Adam. Thanks for having me on the show. Well, you're welcome. Thanks for being here. All right. So listen, I am actually I love the story that you have um, and I love everything that you're doing. And so anybody listening, Chrissy and I have talked uh, once before and I got the down low and I was pumped to to talk more and share her story with you all. Um, So tell us just what you have going on right now. What are you working on? 
Um, yeah, so I have been working on the Love Is Project for a few years now, and originally um, I launched it as a it was a personal photo project that became a social media campaign, which we launched through uh, retailers back in 2015, and and I created a brand out of it two years ago, and now we're growing a lot and expanding and uh, working with uh, 1,200 artisans in nine different countries around the world. Okay, wow, lots to take in, um, and so. Let's take then a step back on how you got into those 1,200 artisans. So that's where you are today. Um, where did it all begin and what inspired the idea? Um, yeah, so I used to work in the fashion industry in New York City uh, doing concept and trend forecasting for Abercrombie and American Eagle Outfitters. I left corporate six and a half years ago uh, to do my own thing. I was interested in more in international development and, and merging that with design. Um, so I was living in Kenya for a while, uh, consulting and working with different um, nonprofit organizations, working with artists and groups, um, creating products and pitching them to brands for partnerships. And one of the products I created was a uh, beaded love bracelet with the Maasai tribe. And the whole idea was to be able to create jobs for women and empower them um, and uh, allow them to kind of support their families and their children and um, themselves. So with, with that, um, I was traveling around the world once I had one of the bracelets made um, to about 50 countries in a few months. And I asked people around the world with that first bracelet what love meant. Um, I Instagrammed it and I put like everything together after the trip, after a few months and pitched it to my old company, American Eagle Outfitters, and they launched it in all their stores a few months later, um, which was amazing, created 400 jobs, quarter million dollar order for the Maasai. <laughs> and then Whole Foods launched it a few months after that uh, in green. And we did launch with in Paris with Colette and we did a launch with American Eagle in their London stores as well. That is pretty incredible. So now was that, that was a, that was a strategic thing you were doing, right? So you were going out, gathering that information with the idea and the bracelet and with, with the intention of doing a business pitch. Um, I had an idea of just working from the industry. Like it's hard. Like I think people need to see, you know, a case study or like what, you know, what this is going to look like. And so when I had all the photos and what this was going to be, like they, they got on board. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. It, it helps when you have something to people to bite on basically. Yeah. yeah. Um, and how do you approach now? I know you had a connection. Uh, obviously you worked with American Eagle and you had some connection there, but still they got to buy into the idea. Right. So like, you know, it has to uh, like, so to me, um, how did you, I'm curious. And I think a lot of people listening would be too. How do you approach, uh, these businesses and like share the idea and get them on board? What kind of steps do you have to take? And, any insights just around that kind of thing? I think it's just having great brand assets as well and like storytelling and kind of like, you know, what what you're doing, the impact plus uh, pro great compelling products. Um, so we make sure we have all that when we do our trade shows and, and meet with other, you know, meet with press and other brands now. So um, I think people see the depth of our story and our collections and they get really excited about what we're about. Cause you know, it's not just also it's, it's as well as creating jobs. We're also spreading the message of love. So people post what love means around the world with the bracelets. Yeah. And, and so I love that you mentioned that it's about the story and having good, you know um, you know, branding and all those things kind of tying together. Um, and you guys really do have a good story and I think it is a huge, it's a huge way to get people to pay attention and remember you. Right. So it, it's like a differentiator. Do you agree? 
Yes. And I think, you know, it's just paced, you know, I think stay focused. We're really only doing bracelets right now. And I think we're also mm. really trying, you know, stay focused on the message of love, which is huge. And I think, you know, so many layers and so many ways you can kind of go go with that. And we really try to show real people, you know, in our ads, you know, in our in our Facebook right. ads, on our, ad, you know, our brand books and stuff. So just from the artisans to locals in each country, um, you know, it's kind of like the Nat Geo humans of New York uh, with yeah. the product tie in. Yeah. I love that. And I love just because it creates that authenticity. It's like you, it's, it's leveraging all those images of real people who are sharing those real messages. Um, that's really powerful. So, so when you're going after, are you, do you actively pursue clients now to try to create deals and stuff still, or like what, what's your B2B yes. at this point? Yeah. So mainly we're direct to consumer on our e-com platform and that's been really growing well. We're growing some of our wholesale, started doing some trade shows, which has been great. Uh, getting some larger, uh, some other brand partnerships. Like we're starting right now, we're in um, Bloomingdale's, their flagship stores. We're going to be doing uh, pop-up events as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're in, on Free People Online. We're in Macy's Herald Square and we'll be in every storefront of Lulu's from the East Coast to the South starting in two weeks. So how important then was it to get that first icebreaker with American Eagle in order to have, I mean, it seems like now you're just like flowing, like you're just getting, you're getting in everywhere. So was there a big domino somewhere? Yeah, I mean, I definitely think with American Eagle and Whole Foods in the beginning, it was definitely, you know, proof of, you know, a case study, like a proof of concept. So I think once that happened as a, as a hashtag, you know, Again, most brands have a brand first and then a hashtag. I was like, I had a hashtag first, so then I created a brand. So um, I think knowing, I think there were still legs to this and traction and like how to scale this concept, not just in Kenya, but in other countries around the world. Yeah, no, that's, that's powerful. So at this point, when you're going to reach out to some new clients and build the uh, business, um, do you guys have like a, you use like a media kit collateral? Um, how do you get their attention? Um, I mean, obviously now you got some great assets <laughs> to leverage, but just curious at your process, everyone's kind of like trying to dial in on their sales process. What works for you? Yeah, we have a brand overview. We have with also our impact, what we're doing in each country, um, plus also current press. Like we're, you know, we're in Oprah Magazine right now this month. Yeah. Uh, you know, Anne Hathaway wore our bracelet on the cover of Glamour. Surprise, you know, it was her own wow. bracelet. So um, there was, you know, we've had some really great kind of organic, you know, viral kind of moments um, that which which helps an influencer to who post and spread the message. Um, I, I think um, so there's just a more awareness. It's shareable content. Again, like you're gifting a lot of people are gifting bracelets. So then more people know about it. Um, and um, yeah, so I think it's it's we also have a gratitude book where we uh, share thank yous from our customers and um, to our artisans and we read out thank yous to our artisans in each country from yeah. the customers. So it's a full loop. Yeah. Um, and um, we also um, have, you know, a very comprehensive lookbook and then also our line sheets. Um, and we have uh, some great video content. So uh, brands and other people sometimes ask for those assets to be able also to use on their um, promotions. Cool. Yeah, that's great. Very helpful. And um, now you call yourself, um, not call yourself, I guess you say that you are using a pay it forward uh, business model. Can you can you break down what you mean by that for people? Yeah, I think pay it forward. You know, a lot of people understand that kind of concept. And it's like, you know, the idea is like, 
doing something good and, and someone else will do something good. So the concept we first started was in Kenya. And um, so each profits from each country help fund the next project in another country. So it continues uh, cyclically, you know. And so originally it started in Kenya because I was living there. And then I was living in Indonesia and Bali. And so the next country, the second country is Bali. And then the third was Ecuador. I had been there before and had contacts there. So it was they were all kind of they surround on the equator line. So I thought also symbolically it was interesting to you know be able to do this kind of loop around the the globe and then kind of branch off from there. Um, and now we've also expanded in Kenya too. So we're continuing to try to pay it forward. And we also um, have been implementing like um, give backs to local charities and organizations as well. Cool. Very cool. And how has the charity and give back stuff been going? It's good. You know, again, we're a startup, so we're, you know, we have lots of, you know, things to kind of make sure our company is in a good financial place and <laughs> yeah, st- stable. Um, but yes, like I think as we continue to grow and, and kind of um, get more sophisticated, I think we'll be able to do even more. Um, so, but it's still at least, you know, I think it's good to be able to try to um, right. put money back in yeah. uh, local communities. It's part of the model and you're, you're just yes. working towards it. I, I love that. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. And, and so, you know, I guess, um, yeah, how long ago? So I had a note from you. Uh, so since said, yeah, so you made uh, 1.2 million in revenue, right? In just two years, is that right? Yes, in two years. That that's that's to me is like super impressive. Um, more so just because you're selling bracelets, and to me, it's like I mean, and I think because of the idea that you have, I love like the country to country. I love the story about like telling what love is, and then having this this bracelet representative of these things um, because, you know, there's a lot of bracelets out there. It's not like a new thing, but it's so powerful because of that story that you built around it and what it means. Like there's meaning behind what you sell. Um, So what has been some of the bigger contributors, I guess, to earning that kind of a revenue? I think, you know, it's, it's being focused, uh, you know, again, we're, we're essentially like a media company that happens to sell bracelets. Okay. So it's, you know, it's, it's storytelling it's, you know, and, and, um, you know, I, I collaborate with amazing photographers and videographers, uh, based in each country. Um, we also have, I think, um, you know, I think a pretty strong point of view. So I think people realize that. And I think love is universal. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, again, I'm not the first person to put love on a bracelet, um, you know, but I think it's like all the meaning behind that. And yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not the first person to do a message bracelet. You can look at like Live Strong, you right, know, like right. it was like the original bracelet that blew out. But I think, you know, um, what we have, you know, it's not a plastic bracelet. It's, it's, it's unique to each country and we try yeah. to really, uh, you know, with use the local resources and like cultural history to, um, make, make each bracelet unique. Yeah, no, it's cool. It's real cool. I mean, I love the simplicity and, and here's the thing. It's like you mentioned to stay focused as, and right now I'm like down the road, maybe you'll expand to other ideas, but, mm-hmm. um, can you like tell me how important, and, and this is more so for people listening, like, cause I think this is so important. Um, it was to have a singular focus because it's so easy to be distracted and put all your efforts in different places, but that would probably have diluted uh, your efforts. So you, how long do you think you might be focused on just the bracelet concept and this, this like more narrow model right now? Yeah. So my challenge is more like now I keep adding more countries or yeah. more, you know, artists and groups. So that's, you know, like already like, you know, makes things more complicated. Right. So it's like, I want to do make sure everything is 
going well with that quality control production all that stuff before i get into anything more complicated or other type of lifestyle accessories but i think um you know doing doing one thing and do it well kind of like how steve jobs it's like that's that's kind of what i i'm I'm aiming for um and you know as we grow you know i think there's opportunity to to branch off and do other things but um capital wise too i think you know it's easier to kind of do something lightweight and stuff to um to get out of the gate first awesome and you haven't taken any funding is that correct no funding no funding self-funded you got 100 Mm percent of your equity yes that's awesome (laughs) Mm -hmm. um so i'm curious about you you've done a lot of travel obviously um any interesting travel experiences that have stand out or had you know a a very impactful moment or epiphany for you yeah i mean i love traveling i've traveled for my whole life basically i starting also a lot more when i was working as a designer in the industry um i'm actually obsessive about travel i think i've you know been to 104 countries some of these multiple times um, I think that's also one of my strengths, I think, in a way, because I can adapt and have contacts in different places. Um, I, I don't know some of these places, so it's easier for me to kind of get something done. Um, uh, so I think what what's interesting about the travel is just like um, – I've always wanted to incorporate my travel with my job. And this is really, truly like the perfect kind of melding that. And I love connecting people as well. And I like creating. So it's essentially all these things I love to do in a, in a career. Sure. In a company. Sure. And I'm sure you meet lots of really great people, right? Yeah. I meet amazing people around the world. I'm very, very lucky. I'm so grateful for all the help and support I've gotten from, you know, from Mongolia down to, you know, Kenya, down to Indo, to Ecuador, to all these places. And, um, yeah, it's, How do it's you awesome. engage with the communities out there for the project? Um, some places, you know, people speak English and so that's, uh, that's helpful. And then there's other places where they don't as much. So I have translators, I have other fixers in each country that contact people to, to help me, um, get, get things done. And, and do you just go to certain communities and knock on doors? Like, how do you, who are you talking uh, to? <laughs> yeah, there's some research. I mean, some of these places I've been to before. So I have uh, contacts with local, like, nonprofits or social enterprises that work with artisans. And I, ah. we develop, we develop a product before I get there. So we can go there to shoot the artisans and also lifestyle and other, other things. Um, sometimes it's like I show up in a place though with no contacts. A great example is like Bhutan. Yeah. You know, I didn't know anyone there. We, you know, were there for a week or so a week and went to the markets, met people, uh, had, you know, had been, had some ideas, made, made some samples, met some nuns at this <laughs> nunnery convent and who also made bracelets. And I asked them to put, you know, make 400 bracelets in a day basically. And wow. we did a fun photo shoot with them. It was all impromptu and, um, it was really fun. It was just like totally unexpected though, you know? So uh, that's what I kind of like. It's like having these, that like, kind of freestyle, you know, fun moments in different places that like, um, yeah, that, that's kind of like how we operate. <laughs> yeah. uh, hey, you know, that keeps things exciting. Um, you know, if everything's mapped out and planned, it's just not quite as exciting. <laughs> yeah. I love yeah. that. That's cool. So, and I always thought about it too. Like after, you know, I, I learned about your projects and stuff. I'm like, God, you got to travel around connect with all these people. Like, who do you talk to? How do you like, what's the process? And I'm just always curious. People do, people like yourself, you're doing all these really cool things. And it's interesting to hear how you go about 
actually making it happen. And obviously you then believe in, uh, it's worth the money and investment to get good photography, good videography and stuff like that. Absolutely. I think it's very, it's totally worth it. Um, and coming from a design background too, it's just like, I have a certain look and I, you know, I would just definitely want to like, make sure like that is cohesive and throughout the, throughout our storytelling. Uh, any yeah. tips for people on, you know, the, the video thing, it can be daunting. I know there's like either you're doing the, Hey, be authentic and use your iPhone or mm-hmm. it's, you know, let's do it right and make it uh, really professional. But is that going to cost me like thousands of dollars? Any tips on getting good photography and videography done? Um, mm-hmm. I, you know, what would you tell people? I mean, I think definitely just for like kind of low budget stuff, like, you know, I've, you know, I, I've, iPhones are great, you know, for videos and doing Insta stories, kind yeah. of like telling that, telling kind of like what you're doing day to day. If you're doing something behind the scenes, um, yeah. If you want a little bit more finished product for Facebook ads or any other things, like yes, like I think it's worth kind of, you know, investing the money and then creating some evergreen ads to, you know, kind of, uh, yeah, up the pr- production value of it. Right. So depending on yeah. what you're trying to accomplish, yeah. the type of video. Um, you know, if it's going to be a, a company or a product video, you probably want to yeah. step up your game a little bit. Yeah. I, yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, have you found that for B2B and stuff like that, that people tend to ask and they want to see those types of things? Uh, yeah, I think people are drawn to our photos and, and normally when they yeah. are interested in partnering with us, they ask for, for assets to be able to share. Sure, sure. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, I'd love to talk a little bit about your marketing. I feel like you've had a lot of success. um, And, you know, can you tell me a little bit about how you get new customers? Um, Is it really leaning into the B2B distribution channels? Um, Do you have some D to, uh, I was going to say D to C, direct to consumer? Um, What are some of the marketing that uh, plays that have worked really well for you? Yeah, it's definitely both of those. It's like mainly started, uh, you know, it's really direct to consumer is our bulk of everything. And we have B2B clients who find us through that, through, um, you know, Facebook, Instagram ads. Um, So, but then also I think it's very important still to do trade shows too, to connect because I think people want to be able to meet you, talk to you, hear about your story, see the product in person. Um, You know, so I think, you know, and then like, having press and trying to reach out to that. Like, I think, you know, it's great for awareness too. You kind of really have, you have to really be doing everything. Um, and you know, and then growing your, you know, your camp, you know, email, like CRM stuff, your like campaigns and stuff and flows just to make sure, you know, you're not leaving money on the table. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and do you break, and, and maybe you have people doing your marketing for you. So you can just tell me to stop asking marketing questions. But I'm just curious if you take an approach where it's like, you know, you got systems where you have like a a real funnel, like a process that helps people or is it, I don't know the bracelet world at all. So is it like, hey, I can put a Facebook ad out there with some great imagery and I can do a direct click to my website and get sales? Like, is it that basic or is there a deeper funnel? Yeah, there's different things. And I think it's like people, you know, whether it's retargeting or, or abandoned carts or different things, you know, like there's different, you know, every it's making sure you have have different things for different types of customers, you know, sure. versus VIPs versus, uh, you know, like the person who who bought 20 bucks or something. Right, so right. Um, okay. and 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 being relevant, you know, like pop culture moments, things like that. So uh-huh. um 
I think, uh, what else? Yeah. I mean, I, 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 with marketing, I think I literally, it's, I have five freelancers who help me do different things from like graphics, copy, uh, my CRM and my Facebook ads and some web dev. Um, otherwise it's, it's a one woman show. Um, my (laughs) mother, my, my mother is retired and she used to be a CFO and she is helping me with some structuring and operation stuff. And, um, but, uh, otherwise it's very lean. (laughs) Lean is good. You you know who was just on our magazine cover we released yesterday? Oh, Tim Ferriss? No, I wish. And he, maybe, uh, maybe next. Uh, it uh, was uh, the author of Lean Startup, Eric Reese, oh, and okay. mm-hmm. um, also Anne May Chang from Lean Impact. So we got both, oh. both of them together and they did a really great awesome. feature. Yeah. So speaking awesome. of lean, I yes. agree. That's the way to go, man. Awesome. Yeah. No, I think it's also good, you know, like you have to learn everything. I think that's one of the most important things in, as an entrepreneur. It's like you have to learn every aspect of the business. You don't have to do every single thing, but you have to know it so you can manage other people. Otherwise you will lose a lot of money. And I think those were some of the things I learned in the very beginning, the first two years that, um, I will never not do again. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I've been there too. And it's also kind of like, um, well, one, yeah, having a lean process, like a scientific method for how you're testing products and all that stuff. So you don't waste time and money. And then also the order of doing things, because you can easily spend money. Like one of our things is we spent money on PR teams and marketing teams. And we're like, well, that's not working out too well. And it was because it was before we really developed our story, right? So like mm-hmm. we did things out of order <laughs> and it was yeah. just messed up. So yeah. money goes quick. <laughs> I know. And it's like once like you kind of launch something and things are moving, like you can't, you know, like you can't really get off the train. You know, you no, need to you're like going. keep on going. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's awesome. So, um, you know, something that's kind of poking me in the brain and I just want to ask before I forget. Oprah, you know, I have always been a fan of Oprah. I would love to even get her on our magazine um, just because she's she's cool. Um, you were in her magazine, so congratulations on that. That's awesome. Thanks. And that's actually recently, right? That was just... Uh, it just came out a few days ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's like yeah. brand new, fresh off yeah. the press. Awesome. Yeah. And h- how did that happen, though? How do you... Did you, like, have to find a way to get in touch with their, you know, publicists? Like, how did that work? Yeah, again, I went to a trade show last year in New York, and I reached out to their them. I knew they were coming to it, so... And they came to visit, and they were interested in it, so I sent them stuff, and so nice. that was... That's how it worked, and then also that same place, I also connected with um, Good Morning America too. So we were featured on Good Morning America in November for a flash sale, which is great. So wow. again, I can't stress the importance of doing trade shows, trade not just shows. to grow your your whole your wholesale accounts, but for press as well. There you go, guys. I mean, so ha- which trade show was that that you went to? New York Now. New York Now. See, I don't even know that one. What, what was the premise of it? Just like a... It's a gift show. It's a, uh, it's like the Super Bowl of gift shows. So it's like, if you're in fashion, it might not be the right thing, you know, but like if, or, you know, if you're in other certain more specific niche, like things, it's like, but this is for like gifting. Yeah. A lot okay. of gifting. So that's pretty yeah. cool. And okay. Yeah. So interesting. And have you heard of the buy good, feel good expo or no? No, I haven't. Okay. So that, that's going to be in Toronto in April. And uh, they are the largest nor- um, trade show in North America for sustainable products, buyers, uh, manufacturers, and consumers, and stuff like that. So I was just curious. Um, oh, very cool. Yeah, I'd love to yeah, check it out. Yeah, very we're, cool. Yeah, we're grow. Yeah, I'd love to grow our international business a little bit more too. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So we're just coming up towards the end of the, um, the interview. And I want to just kind of talk a little bit more about some of your next steps. I know you're focusing on the bracelets going from country to country, anything else that's just in the next, uh, you know, 12, 24 month vision that we can look forward to. Gosh, well, um, <laughs> I'm trying to get through this Valentine's Day season. It's kind of an intense time right now. Uh, we'll see what happens. There's potentially some other cool partnerships happening, um, but uh, it's kind of some of it might be too soon to say or tell. So, um, but crossing fingers that with the awareness that we have through this Valentine's Day, um, pe- more people will know about us and, you know, we'll be able to maybe, you know, do more partnerships or corporate gifting opportunities yeah. and, and, and grow the business more. Yeah. We always talk about how important those partnerships are, um, for different kinds of reasons too. It's, um, I found that to be one of some of the biggest accelerators for growth and uh, progress with the businesses through partnerships. Yeah. It's like making sure you're aligned with the right type of, uh, companies and, yeah. and, um, yeah, definitely. So where do people find you? How do they get your awesome stuff and learn more about it? Yeah. So we have a website. It's loveisproject.co. Um, and we're also on Instagram under love is project and Facebook under love is project, um, dot co. So you can find us there and follow us. Um, and yeah, you'll be able to see us in a couple storefronts too now. And, um, yeah. So, and if you have any questions, you know, I, I answer all the emails too. (laughs) Customer (laughs) service. Oh man, that's a lot. So, all right, cool. So guys, it's love is project dot C O, uh, simple enough, um, awesome. Well, congratulations on all your, your great success and, you know, thanks for spreading the love. Thanks so much, Adam. I really appreciate it. Thanks for your support. That's all for this episode. Your next step is to join the change creator revolution by downloading our interactive digital magazine app for premium content, exclusive interviews, and more ways to stay on top of your game available now on iTunes and Google play or visit changecreatormag.com. We'll see you next time where money and meaning intersect right here at the change creator podcast. 